The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded November 7th, 2018. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Jeff here from the Cups and Cakes Network. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to another episode of Inside the Art Studio. While working at a drop-in center in Winnipeg called the Sunshine House, J.D. Orman formed a band with members of the community that frequented this beloved establishment. They quickly became a staple in Winnipeg with their incredible live shows and two albums released through Transistor 66. Through the Sunshine Band, members have been able to share some of their incredible stories, and this past fall, they hopped in the van to take those stories on the road for the very first time. It gives me great joy to tell you that joining me today on Inside the Artist Studio is JD, Adrian, and Gilbert from JD and the Sunshine Band. Welcome. Hey, Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Uh, okay, so I think because there's so many of you, we should start with uh, you guys introducing yourself and saying what you play in the Sunshine Band. Okay, I am Gilbert, Gilbert Spence, and I play the percussion kits. Bonjour. I'm Adrian Spence. Gilbert's my brother. He he drums for me when I sing. And uh, my boss, JD, when he sings, I play the drums. Okay. So that's how we work it out. We're very versatile here. My name is JD. Uh, I sing, play guitar, and occasionally the suspender-mounted glockenspiel. <laughs> Lovely. Um, okay, so... Let's start with the band's formation because you guys have a, a unique story, a very unique dynamic. I was hoping that you could kind of go over how you guys came together. Yeah, so we started five years ago at a place called Sunshine House. It's a drop-in center in Winnipeg, um, basically one that uh, focuses on recreation and skills building and supports folks who are street involved and dealing with things uh, related, related to that. Mm-hmm. We started a program that basically had a varied uh, skills building um, sort of um, intention, I guess, to connect people with all different types of skills and bring people in off the streets. So we did we did everything from art to um, small building repair to bike mechanics to vehicle mechanics to physical activity. Um, and the last module, I guess, we did out of that program was a music thing. Okay. And me, as a songwriter, um, decided to bring in a few few buddies. One was Adrian and my friend Vince, who mm-hmm. plays in the band. We came together to kind of write songs and jam at the Sunshine House. And from those jams, songs were created. We put out an album. Um, and we just haven't stopped performing and releasing music since. So that's kind of the, that's the shortened version of what we, what we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, so JD, you are, uh, like a longtime member of Winnipeg's music community, correct? Yep. You've played in one of my favorite Winnipeg bands, Ultra Mega. Yeah. Ultra Mega. Um, yeah. Play in another band called Blonde Goth. You know, I've played in 
various bands in my in my life. Uh, these dudes, though, have been playing played in bands when I was still swimming in Baghdad. <laughs> so they're a lot they're a lot more old school than I am. Um, I'm talking about the late 70s, early 80s, when they had a band called the Jesse Band. Sweet. Um, out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Out of Winnipeg. Go ahead. Adrian? Yeah, well, that was a long time ago. I spent eight years behind the drums, the kit. And we traveled mostly Manitoba, all over Manitoba. Dolphin, the Paw, Thompson. We did a few gigs in Ontario, down that way. Uh, Kenora, uh, Port Francis. And we had a few uh, guests with us too. Uh, one time, if you guys know him, uh, Billy Joe Green. We hired him there one time. We went to Dop and uh, Kenora. And then I, when I hated us there after eight years, it just all split up. And, well, I joined the set of, me and my lead guitar player back then were, uh, we joined another band, we created another band called Slowhand, and we just did cover songs from uh, Leonard Skinner. We all did Leonard Skinner. That's, <laughs> the, that's all we did was Leonard Skinner there. That was, nice. that was that middle rock, rock for me there. But I, I enjoyed it. How has uh, things changed from playing? Because obviously you went on a, a hiatus, you were playing back in the 70s, and now you're playing 2018. Well, I was out... Uh, well, like JD says, we were street people, eh? and I was out on the street at the time. And my brother here, Gilbert, he, he was telling me on the street there, he was telling me that they're looking for you, Something, they're looking for you. So what, who? I thought I, I thought he was talking about the cops, but they, <laughs> no, they're looking for you. I said, who? My friend JD, they're looking for a drummer, so that's when I popped into the JD and the Sunshine Band. Nice. We did that first recording Saturday night, it was kind of a... Right off the wall thing, but it was like I enjoyed myself. We recorded it right there at Sunshine House, and and then from there, that's where everything kicked off for us. So that one song, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah that. So you guys have been kind of a, a staple in Winnipeg's music scene for a while now, but uh, you've never toured, correct? Well, we did. We did one as far as Yorkton, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. Back then, we did. That's when we did all the festivals then but this is our biggest one now but no it's our first multi multi city tour we've done like kind of one-offs yeah played festivals stayed okay. overnight come back yeah but we've never done more than more than one night so this is uh, so uh, what made you decide to get in the van for this go-around well um, we were invited by a festival called the Woodstove Festival on Vancouver Island to, to come out that spearheaded the whole thing okay um, Unfortunately, we didn't. We weren't able to make it all the way out there. There was just money constraints, yeah. um, time constraints. But it kind of spurred us to to look for gigs along the way. And yep, we were like, well, we can't get to Vancouver Island without stopping in these places first. So let's just book gigs along the way. Yeah. And then we, once we canceled that gig. Um, we basically just focused on a little five-day journey through the prairies yeah. because it's our first it's our first tour so we don't really know how it's gonna go <laughs> yeah. we're 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 still testing it out and it's run really smoothly thus far yeah um, but we weren't sure how it was gonna look and um, we'll see at the end of the tour you know we want to kind of start start a little more modest you yeah. know don't, we don't have to go right to Vancouver Island on our first first tour it's like November f first or whatever like when we 
were supposed to play there. Yeah. Um, that's pretty crazy because the mountains can be uh, treacherous this oh, time yeah. of year. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we already kind of endured some uh, blizzardy conditions. As soon as we left the city, kind of the, the weather has changed on us um, in the last day. So we left Winnipeg yesterday and uh, yeah, right into kind of like a blustery weather, but it's been all right. As soon as you got into Alberta, everything just got better, right? Cleared up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, we were, we were laughing because it did get sunny. Yeah. And uh, is I it always I, sunny in Alberta? I'm not sure. I, I, guess, I guess they kind of heard us coming down because the sun came out. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what happened at a one festival we went to, uh, Clearwater. Yeah. And uh, it was all rainy and cloudy and cold and when all the other bands were on. And then once we got on stage, the sun popped out. Well, it had to for and the then, sunshine band. And then, and then after we got off stage, the clouds came back and started raining again. <laughs> and everybody's telling us to get back on stage. <laughs> I said, well, one show is good enough for us. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that much power over the sun, but it does listen to us from yeah, time to time. It, yeah, and it came out that day and then after we got off. <laughs> uh, so the band is actually quite large. There's three of you here, but how many in total are part of the sunshine band? Well... We have a right right now. We have seven with us in the van. Okay, but we like our probably our biggest capacity. We are between thirteen and fifteen members. Okay, so yeah. So what I wanted to know is, does the band have a revolving door where people can come and go, or is it kind of like a set group of people? How how does it work? It's been this. It's been the same group for for five years basically. There's been okay. a few a few members that have kind of just fallen, just kind of fallen just out of interest. Go, they just come and go. Come yeah. for a few shows and then they go and mm-hmm. we pick up a couple of more that will want to be with us for for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and it's now, been Gilbert, Adrian myself Vince we've got a we've got another bass player we have an accordion player we have we've had two singers and then we have our team of percussionists yeah we call the shiners and uh, kind of make they, they play like homemade percussive instruments out of like lentils and syrup containers whatever we have laying <laughs> around so it's a big it's a big chorus of uh, this swishy chorus of uh, percussion going on at all times during our shows which is uh, pretty hilarious that's great yeah. um, so your shows are known to be quite uh, rambunctious is, is that uh, it's a rumor I heard I've never seen you guys play but um, is it, it really important for you guys to bring a, a high energy to the stage well JD he wrote his own stuff and I laughed at it when I first heard this when I first heard his three tunes come out uh, kind of made me laugh because it's funny like uh, there's a tune there called Ilda Shane and, and uh, something about what's that store Ilda Shane IGA I did and there's no IGA <laughs> there eh? <laughs> See, it's, it's about uh, it's, it's about uh, it just made me laugh that tune so I uh, Hope you can get the CD and you listen to it, and you'll find it funny too. Right on. And as for me, well, I just come in with some different, some uh, contemporary like country music. Yeah. So like I do mostly Merle Haggard and some singers from Winnipeg, Randville's and. Adrian's got himself a real mean catalog of. Uh, I'd say like tear in my beer country, yeah. kind of like old time country, uh, drinking nice. country. So nice. it's like that's that certainly adds some of the some of the pep to the to the. Once he's, to the once songs. he's on stage, he gets the people going on mm-hmm. his tunes. Yeah, he's. Oh I, yeah. Nah, when I while I look and I'm thinking like, wow, it's he's doing it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so how many different people uh, write songs, and when someone writes a song, do they sing 
for that song. So most of the originals are sung by me. Yeah. Um, but I would say the collaborative process happens at the Sunshine House where people bring their stories and their jokes and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we just play simple country music and then it's we kind of just insert people's stories into the into the progressions and that's how that's how we've created a lot of our songs so it's it's collaborative in the sense that you know i'm taking people's jokes that they've shared yeah or, you know sometimes their stories and stuff like down. that yeah and we make it rhyme we make yeah. their stories rhyme yeah. and then put it to put it to music and it's a simple simple style of music it's it's not um yeah it's not super in depth it's just made to get it's made for people to kind of like enjoy on a base level yeah have a good have a laugh at yeah it's light it's yeah. like it's actually i i call it a nursery nursery rhymes for adults because <laughs> 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 um, it's yeah i mean kids like it too yeah. i've heard oh, yeah. little little ones are, are digging it but also the the, the old cookums like our stuff and it's yeah it's i don't know it's just simple stuff it's that's that's awesome like from what i've gathered i mean i obviously don't know much about you guys but like the sunshine band is very much about community correct yeah i would say so yeah yep. so one of the things i, I kind of noticed on your tour is that you're trying to bring that message to some of the cities that you were actually visiting like here in edmonton i know you've got uh, a great organization i human involved was that something that was really important for you guys before you set out to make sure that the different cities that you went to you could kind of spread your message a little bit yeah i think that everyone has the option to book shows at clubs and to do it that way and to kind of promote your show and try and get people at the door that are paying um but i think one advantage that our band has is that we can kind of connect with we're better suited actually in you know places where people congregate maybe street involved folks are there to have a meal or take part in programming or whatever mm -hmm. and they often don't get they don't have the resources to, to, to go to a show, to pay the cover at the door. Yeah. You know, their, their lives are, you know, a little different than that. Um, but we've played at countless, you know, um, drop-in centers and nonprofit organizations and free shows for the public. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I feel like oftentimes that's, those are the ones that, that resonates uh, the most. Yeah. And people are just happy that, there's a concert it's for them it's it's people from their community yeah um you know it's people have a good time and they can connect with sort of the service providers and the you know the clients or whatever you, you want to call them or like you know it's all an experience that everybody can share and um if it was at a club you would just have we would have five paying audience members i'm sure because nobody knows who we are <laughs> but if we go to a place where you know like the Calgary drop-in where we're playing tomorrow, um, you know, that's that supports a huge community of, of people. So there's going to be people there regardless, yeah. you know, that are getting, uh, you know, a meal or, or a, a bed or, or whatever. Um, yeah, the same thing in Saskatoon. We're playing at a place called the Lighthouse uh, Assisted Living Program. So uh, we're just kind of assuming that they've got some folks there that, you know, for us, for a first tour to do, it's it's like makes sense for us to go into the communities that kind of are similar to the ones where we perform at a lot in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of spreads spreads us out mm -hmm. and uh, we'll reach more people. Uh, it's yeah, kind of selfish in that way yeah. too. It's like yeah, well, we don't want to just be only based in Manitoba. We want to be out and about and 
with the CDs, been traveling, been selling CDs here and there, and so, yeah. so people know us. And if, if something happens with their community, then they'll hey, let's get these guys, and you know, maybe call us, fax us, whatever, <laughs> ask to come and play, come page us, us, page yeah. us, yeah, <laughs> snail mail so, us. Yeah. So that's that's what I kind of like how how I think about it too. You know, just going out to places, then that's our recognition right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Perfect. Okay, I got a couple more questions, because rumor has it you guys are going to have a new album out in 2019. I was uh, wondering if there was any sort of details that you could share yet. Certainly. Um, So another reason why we're doing this tour is to collect stories, sound bites, well wishes, jokes, insults, whatever, from people across the prairies that we are going to record, be recording, and mixing into our new album, which is, we've kind of made a lot of like weird soundscape-y kind of sounds, like a soundscape um, thing that's not necessarily song structured, it's just soundscape, and we're going to mix things into that, and so that in that way it'll be a collaborative thing between us and the communities we play at and they'll be on an out al- they'll get they have the opportunity to be on an album and share their voice and their stories and so that's kind of the purpose the double double purpose of this tour is cool. to just chat yeah it's just to, to meet people have a chat with them interview them take some stories and cut it up into the record so that's what we're doing right now so um, their though, stories will also be inside there too <laughs> Um, okay, so I got one last question before we jump into a little bit of a rapid fire. And the rapid fire is kind of designed just to get to know you guys as people a little okay. bit more. But uh, my last question is, 2019, do you guys have anything other than the album? Do you plan on maybe trying to get another tour going, some festivals, anything like that? Do you got anything interesting coming coming in 2019? Yeah, we're coming back here in 2019 Yeah, with the album in tow Nice to share it with the people. And build a little network a tour a tour a prairie tour circuit for that suits the sunshine bands vibe and um yep a little bit a little bit of growth like spreading the tent spreading the sunshine a little bit west and then (laughs) maybe someday maybe later in the fall we'll make it back to this wood stove festival on vancouver island because we really it's really too bad we wanted we wanted to go kick it with the orcas and um you know yeah. Awesome. So if you hear us in Vancouver, uh, this is JD and the Sunshine Band. Please think about it. <laughs> <laughs> think about us. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got a I got a few questions here. It starts off a little tough and then it gets a little easier. Sweet. So my first question, one of the more important questions, what album sparked your love of music? Well, I'd say... Uh, Run well, DMC. No. <laughs> For me. That's you. Well, back in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, there's a band there. Uh, I guess everybody heard about it out here. Uh, seaweed? Nope. <laughs> uh, they, they, they inspired me when I was back in the young guy, about 13, 12, 13. Is when, that's when I started hearing their music come out. This cool. This gentleman called uh, Sterling Randall. He's the, the oldest of the boys, I guess, and he did a little 45 and... And apparently we're kind of distant relations to them and he brought it home and we listened to it and I learned it eventually and that's what I sing and when I sing the shows today I add a few tunes of theirs nice. to, my, to, to, um, to my repertoire. So it actually it was uh, the Seaweed Band that really got me going. Um, 
really got me into music. Cool. But I didn't really think of playing. I just but then it helped a lot yeah, to, yeah. to that kind of music back then. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, I think we were the ones that invented kitchen country music, so uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, me. It wasn't a uh, seaweed band. It was seaweed band back when I was younger. But as, but as I got a little bit older, some preteens, it kind of got me like the Rolling Stones, yeah. uh, all the classic rocks, and that's what kind of got me into music and all that. And, uh, Rush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rush, Great shirt. Yeah, Rush. <laughs> Rush got in Van Halen, got me all into that, and got me into percussions and yeah. more into loving into percussions back in the 80s. And I was kind of still fooling around with my my old buddy Bob Sartran, BM Sartran. He had a drum set that he sold to my friend. So I was still with them in the basement drinking beer and playing drums at the time. And everybody saying, "I see you sound good. You sound good." Like I was the only one in the basement, but there everybody's up. But you sound good. You sound good. So I kind of kept that going a little bit. And, but I just kept it all under the table until now, and then I kind of figured that yeah, I'm going to go for it and go for it as far as I can. Awesome. This, so. Awesome. Okay, this one's easier. Burgers or pizza? Well, well, for me, it'd be pizza. Adrian, I'd say burgers. Can't decide. I would say pizza, though. I think, yeah, pizza. Coffee or tea? Oh, jeez. But she's I'm a Jabbo man. <laughs> so it's coffee. Well, as for me, uh, I'd say I like them both. I guess I like tea and coffee. Yeah. Maybe coffee in the morning and tea in the evening. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I second that, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, how do you take your coffee? I take mine in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> With a straw? <laughs> a spoon. <laughs> spoon, yeah. Uh, what's the strangest job you've ever had? Casual labor. I don't want to pay my ass over <laughs> casual labor. <laughs> but before then, I was working at a candy factory, which I loved, making candy. Yeah. And before that, I was doing nothing but doing street things. But before that, I worked at Rossburg House. Oh, yeah. In Rossburg. So junior staff and senior staff. And, and that I loved that job. Cool. What what did you make at the candy factory? Uh, hard candy, uh, Christmas candies, okay, candy yeah. canes, uh, coconut marshmallow. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, fruit slices. They look like little fruits. Yeah. With, coated with sugar on it. Yeah. The uh, package is called pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I did that for four years, three years, making candy. Yeah. So nice. I love that one. Yeah. I don't have any strange jobs in my life. Maybe, maybe that's fair. Maybe not. playing in a band would be yeah. uh, <laughs> strange, but uh, I managed. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of weird jobs. I would say that one of the job, one of the, one of the jobs that I've done via Sunshine House uh, has been to go through the streets of Winnipeg and basically approach people on the streets and ask them if they know of or have seen or are aware of any types of risky behaviors that are going on in their immediate surroundings, um, which included drug use and prostitution and all types of weird stuff um, to do a, um, a map of places that have these things that can 
receive services yeah. if they do need them. And that was a pretty bizarre job that I had just recently. Um, what was your favorite childhood toy? Paper airplanes. Nice. <laughs> Paper airplanes. I loved making those too. Yeah, that's the, that was my only one. <laughs> Paper airplanes. We didn't have any toys back then. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't answer that right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm, I would say just like a soccer ball. Yeah. I like to play sports, so yeah, anything that was sport related, I enjoyed. Cool. The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? <laughs> no questions asked. No Rolling Stones all the way. <laughs> Me, Gilbert. Adrian, uh, I see the, the Beatles. Yeah. So they go way back and they have good tunes too. And there's only four of them and there's four of us, but they really put it together. So yeah. I see the Beatles. Beatles all day. Nice. So you guys have been on the road now uh, a couple days. Yeah. That uh, will be fitting. You might have a good answer for this one. What's your favorite road trip album? Oh, I would say uh, Van Halen. Van, anything from Van Halen, which I haven't the, the van already. Nice. So Van Halen and Rolling or and the Rolling Stones, which I do have in, also in the van. <laughs> so Van Halen and Rolling Stones. That's it. Yeah, try and sleep while that's going on. <laughs> uh, mine would be, I have a variety of music for roads, so uh, I just have a variety of them, like Merle Haggard, and mostly country tunes, you know. Just yeah. Old, old time country would be good, but well, I'm a Merle Haggard fan, so that'll be my favorite road music. Cool. JD? Yeah, I really like that. Um, kind of like road road country is a good, very good, um, which we listened to today. And uh, But we also did listen to Exile on Main Street by the Stones. <laughs> and that is just a ripper. Like, that'll yeah. that'll make the time go by. You yeah. Know? And you have a damn good time listening to those tunes in uh, in a van as you hurl down the uh, yellow head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one last question for you guys before we uh, say goodbye. If you could hang out with uh, one of your musical idols, would you? Well, one just passed, and I met a couple of years ago at a street festival, Kenny Shields. Ah. I met him personally there. We got a picture taken together, and he was in in Winnipeg here doing a show on Regent Avenue. But he didn't make it, I heard, from that day, and that was... That's the one I would. I hung around with him. I had a burger with him. Nice. And got a picture taken with him. Was he a nice guy? Oh, he's an excellent guy. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I also know Tom and Joe from 92 City FM, and they told me about his sites. If you can, you tell Tom and Joe that you hung around with me, had a burger, <laughs> and they'll be jealous. <laughs> and I actually did want to go see Tom and Joe, and he laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adrian, let's see. Like I said earlier, uh, Merle Haggard, but uh, back then I'd hang around with him because uh, we'd probably have a drink together and sing, uh, maybe sing a song together. And I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Even just even go shake it. He was up to the Dolphin Fest here, supposed to come there a few years back, but it didn't make it. So I was planning on 
going to that, but he by then he passed away. Yeah. It's on our album. I mentioned it on our album there. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. I remember that. And uh, that's well, you. That, that's you talking yeah, at that, that point. Okay, yeah. Merle Haggard passed away. Uh, yeah. Somewhere. Uh, yeah. So that that would be the one. Merle Merle would be the one. Yeah. yeah. With the Hag. I would 100% do whatever Beck wanted me to do to hang out with him. Uh, and I would probably, well, actually, there was another time where I tried to um, follow the Jizza uh, back to his hotel with my brother. Uh, we actually knocked on his hotel room door and he opened it and closed it. Maybe like, in about a half second. He opened it, he saw us, he saw us out of one eyeball. He only opened it up one eyeball's length. And uh, just slammed it. Man. And, and uh, so we tried. We that's, tried to chill with the Jizza. That's impressive. I wouldn't have had the confidence to go and knock on his we, door. We were, we were lit. We were lit. <laughs> and we figured he'd want our company for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's his loss. That's his loss. He saw, he saw two desperate brothers standing in front of him. That's not who he wanted to hang out with. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Right on, you everybody. Thank you guys all for joining me so much, JD, Adrian, Gilbert. Uh, it's been a, been a real treat to have you here. Thanks for having thanks, us, Jeff. Thanks, thanks, thank thanks. you. And the way I like to end these off is uh, with one of your guys' songs. So, did you have one in mind that you wanted me to play? Well, we could play the hit. We could play Saturday Night, or we can play one of Adrian's, or we can play anyone we want to play. I don't know. What do you guys think? You. Well, let's do Saturday night because okay. I don't know if the Edmontonians. Uh, it'll give you a good good taste of what we sound like. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I've got a girl who is crazy about me, and I cannot blame her for that. But when she said she'd go crazy without me, I try to break from her grasp. Flask of Bacardi And head out over the tracks Into the night Head up to Main Street To see what is happening Some good, some bad, half and half No matter what kind of joke Someone's cracking Somebody somewhere will
tell her all right But I'm thinking, yeah, right She ain't my wife Not on Saturday night That's when I fight On Saturday night Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from JD and the Sunshine Band. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Art Studio is one of many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.